turn on the radio. My homie got a new show and it's time to play it though. I hope you got in tune. He talking bigger business. He make a lot of moves. He talking Scott Catoon. Welcome to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Catoon. Uh, we've got a great show today. Uh, my guest, who's actually sitting here right now with me, Aiden Fridman, who is a student founder, Pro Kids Pro Habits, is the uh, parent company, Pro Kids is the other company. Uh, I'm going to talk to Aiden in a second. Before we get to that, I want to just do a couple of quick shout outs. First, for those of you, and I think this is going to be a topic um, for the first half of the show that will draw a lot of interest from people. I know we had John Vincent on. Uh, of the fame singing the national anthems for the Cubs and so forth that did because talking about bullying and his experiences and we had tons and tons of of DMs and and mentions and things and people calling and texting and um, it's 2019 so Twitter is really good for that so uh, you should just DM me at Katoon on Twitter or message us at Technori on any social platform Facebook Twitter Instagram whatever it is uh, I think it's worthwhile and you should you should fire questions immediately because I will actually talk about them throughout the show and who, who knows if uh, if you have good questions maybe I'll ask Aiden and he can he can answer them. Um, my shout out of the week is going to go to Victor Chardelli. He is the CEO and founder of Guaranteed Rate, kind of a big company, rate.com. You probably recognize the name if you're a White Sox fan and you listen on this station because it's Guaranteed Rate Field. Uh, I did the podcast with Victor last week and it was unbelievable. If you go to our Instagram, you'll see some pictures and quotes I can't say on the air because we use naughty language uh, and the air uh, airwaves are not for that. The social ones are though. So check it out. Uh, just a really quick short story that I thought was like a perfect segue. We had a bet before he came in studio that he was going to be a person who sold cutlery. I don't, I don't know why I just, there's something about his personality. I was like, this guy sold lots of knives as a kid. That's what I'm thinking. Turns out he was even better than that. He used to go spray paint your address on the front of your curb all over town and then knock on your door and try to sell you the service he already did. If that's not a hustler, I don't know what is. Um, and so I wanted to make sure to give a shout-out to uh, to Victor. You should check out the podcast. Our podcast is everywhere, so Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, you know, go to technor.com. Whatever it is that you do to, to consume your podcast, we're probably there. All right, let's jump into the conversation, introduce Aiden. Aiden, welcome to the show. Make sure you move the mic up real close to your face so people can hear you. There you go. You guys can hear it. It's an action. This is like a 3D studio. You can hear the movement. What's going on, my friend? Uh, nothing much. Uh, thank you for having me. Of course. Is this like how you normally spend Saturday? You just run around and, and, and hit the airwaves everywhere? No, not really. Well, it soon will be, I hope, because uh, I think you've got something cool here. Uh, I know I've talked to your dad who is sitting in here. Uh, we don't have him mic'd up because we're going to make it about you, but um, Pro Habits is a is a concept that I think a lot of big companies can probably get a, get around and get behind. Uh, the idea of essentially uh, making good habits, right? Forming good habits and, and being able to be a more productive person, more productive company, more productive leader as a result. Um, for those people listening who are maybe not thinking of terms of business, I don't, I don't realize if they know that the reason that sometimes they get fat is because they, they, they make bad habits and they start them and it just kind of goes out of control. And before we had you in, Amy uh, Guth, when we transitioned shows, we were talking about briefly um, the fact that as comedians and people who are entertainers or whatever, um, and this is the same for anyone, um, there's this natural instinct to say mean and nasty things to people because it's like it's funny or you think it'll get a laugh, or it's a way to like make something that was about you now about me because I I took a I made a joke about you and and I didn't mean to hurt you, but like I just said something and then I it, it got my it, I got your attention put on me, 
And there's this natural inclination to just default to negative. And I think before we have any success, you got you got to default to positive, and, and that's what you're doing. So I want you to give a, a quick pitch on what your vision of ProHabit Kids is, and then we're going to take a commercial break, and we're going to come back and talk all about it. How does that sound? Okay. All right. Um, right now, what is ProHabit Kids? It's uh, a way to end bullying and have 100% positivity in all schools. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much it's pretty simple. Point. Yeah. How does it work? Um. Do you to clarify? Do you mean from a technical standpoint? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll we'll go into like the ramifications later. What's the like technically speaking? Like, how do I get on Prohabits for Kids? Uh, how do you get on? Or yeah, how do I use it? Okay, well, you get two emails. Okay. One in the morning, one in the evening. The morning email asks you to commit to an activity to do for the day, and the evening email asks you whether or not you did the activity for the day. Okay. What would be an activity? Uh, well, an example is say three things they're grateful for. Okay, uh, I'm gonna try to come up with three one real quick before we go. I'm grateful that I even have a show at this point. Uh, I am grateful to have a wife who's taking care of our beautiful new little baby, so that I can come down and do this show. And I'm grateful to know people like Adam who can put good guests in front of me without me having to work too hard. So that's my three grateful. What are you grateful for? And we'll take a break. Um. Well, I'm grateful, you know, to be on the show. I'm grateful to come up with these ideas to, you know, hopefully change the world and improve positivity. And I'm grateful for all the experiences of bullying that I've had because now I can really preach those ideas and change them. I like it. Uh, I'm going to, not the bullying, I like that you've learned from it. Um, I do not like that you've been bullied. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back and I want to talk to you specifically about why setting three acti- like saying three things, three grat- gratitudes, and like setting an activity that I'm going to accomplish today has such a huge impact on why uh, we default to negative, but how we change that to default to positive. All right, so we're going to take a quick commercial break. This is WGN Radio. You're listening to, and I am Scott Katu. Woo! That is a show. All right, we are back here with Aiden uh, talking about pro habits. This is pro kids. You gave the example of me picking three things that I'm particularly. Um, happy about in my life or thankful for and some things that activities that could be emailed to me tomorrow morning to make sure that I set up shop and I do things in a different way. Cause my, my contention here for, for bullies and really for anyone, it doesn't always have to be like bully or business or what it's just like your general habits, bad sleep habits, bad, you know, bad health, whatever. I think that we fall into these little things and we like the only way to change is not to do a diet or something where you like just crash and quit, even though I do that. Uh, it's to set new habits that replace them. You could use this for quitting smoking. You could just, instead of like today, instead of lighting a cigarette every time, I'm going to do something else. You could do this for so many things. I want you to kind of give me an example of how these new habits can change some of our old habits. If you can use an example from your life or from, from your experience as a, as a kid, you know, with bowling, whatever the case may be. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so, trying to think of an example. Um, so before, according to my grandpa, he said that I talked really fast before because I was nervous talking to him. I talk extremely fast. Yeah. And now he says, Aiden, I mean, we're just practicing for, you know, WGN. And he said, Aiden, you're talking much slower, much more confidence. It's good. So that's one of the things that, you know, these habits can change. And all it is is practice. It's just deciding. So, like, the key here is, I guess this is kind of what I'm trying to relate to the audience. 
it, this sounds, and this, I don't mean to like make this all just so bullying focused, but I, I just think that we have a like social media default mechanism is you see something on social media and you're like immediately like there's like a nasty, you just like want to say something. And the reality is just like practicing your voice, all it comes down to is setting a new thing. It's just picking a new activity. So uh, talk to me a little bit about how you came up with this idea. Uh, do you want to hear the story? I want to hear everything. So did I already explain what Prohibits is? You did. You gave like a real brief sort of like, here's how it works, but you didn't go into like when you saw the opportunity and, and yeah, what you yeah. want to do. Well, there's actually this story, and I remember the day very clearly. Um, we were going to sixth grade, or it was the beginning of sixth grade, and my dad had just explained to me what Prohibits was to me in the car. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Dad, can my friends use this? He's like, sure, why not? And then I asked, and then I answered my own question. But isn't it for adults? I came home from school that day with three pieces of paper with three different tracks: pro goal, pro happiness, and pro perseverance. <laughs> Each track had twenty micro actions in them. So this is like an entrepreneur already, like just <laughs> like pretty much born. Your, I have, I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked the CEO of Guaranteed Rate. What was the first way you decided to make money? You're in, you're in sixth right now. Uh, so, uh, eighth. Eighth? Holy eighth. cow. You're going eighth. Yeah. It's been that long that we've been doing Oh, my God. Uh, so in eighth grade, I, I'm going to assume that you've you've made money doing something. What's the first thing you made money doing? Uh, actually, you'd be surprised. I have not made any money off of pro kids. No, no. I mean in, in your life. Like, oh, at all? Yeah, like s- selling anything. What are things you do? Uh, yeah, um, this winter, actually, my brother and I went from door to door shoveling snow, and we made a total of $80. Okay, let me ask you some questions here, and, and knowing your dad is sitting here, and he can he can nod an answer yes or no, but here's the deal. Do you, like, do you knock on their door and ask if you can shovel first, and then tell them how much it would cost if you did, or do you shovel? This isn't asking what you actually do. This is like, what should one do? Uh, or do you shovel that driveway and then knock on the door? Uh, first, in my opinion, you'd go up to the door and you're like, hey, this is going to cost $20, for example. Okay. Do you want me to shovel your driveway? Because I feel like the the consumer needs to know what they're, how much it's going to cost. Okay. Because if you shovel the driveway first, and then they're going to be like, what? I'm not going to pay you $40 for it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a... Uh... This is and again, Dad is here, so he can he can stop it. But here's here's my this is the my pro tip, right? Sometimes depends on what you do. So like this is coming from the CEO of Rate.com. It's on the podcast. Like literally, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. There are some jobs. So he had two companies that he created way before he's famous. The first one was he wasn't a company. He was just spray painting people's numbers on their mm-hmm. on their driveway, which I'm not sure they appreciated. Um, the other one was a tarring company. So like you know, black topping stuff. Mm-hmm. So the black topping one. There's potential damages, and there's like kind of a need to know, like, has this been done, and do you use this, blah, blah, blah. That one you have to always ask for permission for, mm-hmm. and you have to tell them a price, to your point. Yeah, yeah. Things that fall on the side of what I would call gratuity, which means like what I, as a father, ask my kid to go out and do this, to me, that's a gratuity. Okay. So if you want to make more money, I have a feeling next year, and we'll probably have a big winter storm, don't set a price. Just okay. leave it as a gratuity. You just go to all the houses in the neighborhood... Worst case scenario, you build up some muscle. You go to all the houses in the neighborhood and you, and you shovel all their snows and you knock on the door and you say, hey, I just did this and I'm trying to raise money for my education, my college fund, whatever it is, Snickers bar, whatever you want, mm-hmm. and just leave it up to them. There's no set price. I bet you make 10 times more than $80 because the people see a cute kid 
who decided to do something without asking, didn't need, don't, didn't need money. You don't have to give me money. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to find it works. Well, two things. One, won't you put them in a bad position? Say this they, kid's smart. Say they don't want to, you know, pay for it. They don't have to. You're not asking for anything. It just, True. you know, like common, it's common courtesy. Like if somebody parks my car, I'm, I mean, I, I don't tip them all the time. Sometimes I don't have money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's and like, then, thank you. You can say, thank you so much. I really appreciate that, young man. And then you do it again. You Even if they don't pay, you still do it again the next yeah. time. Because yeah. that next time is when they're going to come back and say, you know what? Good kid. But then another kid, um, or another thing, um, we, my brother and I, went from door to door, and there were a few houses that said, no, I want my kids to do it. Maybe shoveling snow is like a family thing. And That's if you a good take point. that away from them, then... That's a good, see, there you go. That's a good one. So I didn't think... So maybe we, we save the, the do this on your own for like those who don't have kids that are of a certain mm-hmm, age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But generally, but like that man, smart. This is a smart <laughs> dude. He's thinking all the angles. I like it. All, all I'm telling you is that some of these things you're going to have to like, you just got to break it down, mm-hmm. which you'll learn with your dad. You can't like yeah. some of these things you just gotta, you gotta do. <laughs> um, if I could go back to the pro habits thing, what is your end end goal? What would you like to see? Like I put this in two ways. The end goal, which you kind of said in the first half of the show is like to change the world with people. Right. Mm-hmm. The two things I want to know is like, what can kids do right now to to get on pro habits or pro kids? Mm-hmm. And then what would you like to see the outcome be for those kids who do use pro kids? Um, the outcome? Yeah. First of all, um, just no bullying. Just stop the teasing, stop the gossiping, stop the talking behind the back. This is, this is not right. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. How, and, and you think you stop them by giving them something better to say? Yeah, just, you know, when you feel upset, if, well, I mean, I know for some of the bullying situations I've had, people just feel upset and they want, they want to know that someone feels worse than them. Yeah. So just tell them to do some gratitude. I mean, then they'll feel better and hopefully they won't have it's to. It's actually a, a, a scientific fact Exa- yeah. uh, that people feel a lot better when they give compliments to other people. It makes endorphins mm-hmm. release and you feel like a good person for once. Mm-hmm. Even those people who get coal on Christmas, they yeah. still... Uh, it's, it's just fascinating. Did you, I have to ask, did you always think of things this way or is this something that like, as you've gotten older and you spend time with your dad as an entrepreneur, you get to kind of see the, I mean, I'm sure it's a little of both, but like when you were a little kid, do you remember, do you remember being in like fifth grade? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. You keep remembering that. I still remember like up to third grade and then it starts to get a little fuzzy. Uh-huh. Um, were you always thoughtful or were you similar to the other kids? Like you, you know, occasionally bully and things like were you always aware? Um, I was extremely dramatic at uh, fi- um, fifth grade, and that's how that's where most of the bullying came from. Because I was super dramatic, I'd always put myself out there, and I, there was no way of coming back to that. And then you know they have something to tease you for. Yeah. So it's not so in, in my school. It's not the kind of bullying where the bully takes you, uh, takes the hands in the shirt, and then puts you yeah, up against yeah. the wall. Give me your lunch money. No, no, yeah. no. It's the cool kids versus the uncool kids. And it's not just a constant war. The cool kids find an uncool kid that's left themselves very vulnerable, has, you know, different hairstyle, something wrong with their shirt, you know, they said something. Like me, I put pro kids out there, and when nothing happened to it, they just started teasing me for it. And, Scott, did you know that actually 70.6% of people surveyed say that they've seen bullying in their schools? I'm surprised it's not more than that. (laughs) And then... 57% 57% of the time, bullying stops in 10 seconds if there is a bystander active. 
Like who's actually like paying attention. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which tells you that the bully feels shameful. Yeah. Or is scared of getting caught. Yeah. But either way. Yeah, and then let's take that bystander that um the bystander situation. Say that all of the three the the victim, the bully, and the bystander all use pro kids, meaning that they're all much more positive, meaning that they're happier in general, you know? Um the the victim first of all will be able to put up a stronger mental shield of happiness that way the bully can't w- or won't be able to get to the victim the bystander will be able will be able to add on to the shield and the bully will just be like yo these people seem nice how about i wonder if they use pro kids maybe if they're happy i, I want to be friends with them why would i bully i i think it's you you've got a great point uh can people go to prohabits.com and find kids there is that where you go prohabits.com uh well it's uh, you got to go for prohabits.com and then on the contact forms okay uh, for kids aiden thank you so much congratulations on the success thank you yep take care we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come back with the news welcome back to the startup showcase i'm your host scott katoon on the phone right now for the first pitch of the startup showcase we have bernardo de la vega the ceo of mealfly mealthy is that how i say that right bernardo are you there yes i am here yes mealthy mealthy okay Yep. Uh, I'm excited to hear a little bit about this because I'm I'm not um, I'm not a chef. I don't know how to cook anything, but I barely okay. know how to use the microwave. But <laughs> I, but I love things that can make the outcome of the food really good. But I don't have to do a lot. So like we tried the Instapot. Uh, I got Tavala on the oven. I got we've got like an air fryer. We're we're, we're contraption buyers. So you might have me here okay. with this. So I'm going to go ahead and give you one minute to give us a pitch. On exactly what Milthy is. Yeah. So yes. So thank you so much for for having me on the show. So we are a food media and kitchen appliance company that focuses on making home cooking easy. Exactly what you were talking about. And the way we do that is providing really best in class products. We sell an electric pressure cooker, and we just launched a what's called the crisp blade, which turns any pressure cooker, any electric pressure cooker that is six or eight quarts into an air fryer. So now you don't need to have two appliances. You can just use our crisp lid and our, our crisp lid can be used with our pressure cookers, but also with other, uh, other brands of pressure cookers as well. Uh, we also have the best technology as we have the best, uh, best mobile app for kitchen appliances uh, that you can find on the uh, Apple, uh, Apple store or, or on Android. And then we also have amazing content um, through our recipes. We have a whole lot of over 2,000 recipes, and we have over 300 videos, those really quick one-minute videos that allow the people, allow people to really understand how to you know, cook something at a really, you know, make it really easy and really tasty. So that's what we do. Very cool. And uh, you guys are raising money right now through, uh, through Republic, is that correct? Yes, that is correct. We've already raised over a hundred thousand. We actually passed a hundred thousand today, so we still have forty-five days to go for the campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Like, so what? What? Are, what do people go? How do people invest? What do they get? You know, in with? Is it like? Uh, do they get perks? Like, is this kind of more of a Kickstartery type? What, t- give me a little bit more of an example of what your what your campaign looks like. Yeah. Um, so this one, when you do a crowdfunding campaign to Republic, is a little bit more of investing in the company itself. A Kickstarter is more based on, focused on launching a specific product, right? Yep. So um, 
And yeah, in in uh, in Mealty, the sort of the, the whole idea of investing in, in Mealty through Republic is you get CrowdSafe, which is kind of like it's it's kind of similar to stock, right? And therefore, as the company grows, the amount of money that that you invested, therefore, that grows in value, and therefore, you would see a return if uh, Mealty goes if there's an IPO or if Mealty is bought uh, by a you know by a different company. In this case, like a, a much bigger company, which. Um, you know, happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, so tell me a little bit about the, the business, how long you guys have been in it, and sort of what the inspiration was for, for you to, to create this. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm i a serial entrepreneur. I used to have a beauty company before that I had for four and a half years. I actually sold that in uh, December of 2018. So Mealty is actually my second company. Um, and I, you know, I all about know all about how to, you know, start a company, grow a company, and sell a company uh, at a you know, for, for a really great return. The idea for Mealty was, uh, you know, I'm really into healthy eating. Uh, and I, I thought, okay, wh- how do we create something that uh, really helps people, you know, make home cooking easy? And we really combine not only the products, because there are certain products out there that were already, you know, pre- I would say pretty good, but really, you know, it takes our products to a whole new level, like what we've done with the CRISPLIT, but really combine the technology aspect, of, for example, our app, we already integrate with Instacart and Amazon Fresh with a click of a button, and then all the recipes, you know, really focusing on those really quick videos, right? So people can say, okay, what am I gonna, what am I gonna cook today? And they can watch a one-minute, really quick video, and they're like, okay, this, and I already know exactly how to cook it. I'm gonna, all I need is all the ingredients. Put them in my electric pressure cooker. Use my crisplit to air fry them if I need to, and then you know, you you have an awesome meal in 15 to 20 minutes. So, so that was the whole idea of 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 really mixing not only the products but with the technology and the content and bringing that all together and then expanding the product line as we're about to launch a full-size air fryer a blender uh and uh pans and a glass kettle as we want to own people's entire kitchen mm-hmm. i was just gonna say my my follow-up question was gonna be is the plan here to continue building new product lines and new things like that or or like if you if you raise you know a couple hundred thousand here is it more of a to expand to expand market to gain more share or is it to come up with new products or what's what's the biggest what is the the thing you need to get at first yeah yeah so from the investment the biggest thing that we are using that money for is to launch all the all these new products that we have coming out like i said our blender full-size air fryer uh, the 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 two pans uh the the kettle and then we have some more sort of products coming after that for next year a smart oven um so, yeah, so we want to own people's entire kitchen because we feel that once people buy one of our products, for example, our electric pressure cooker, they love everything that Mealty can offer because you have the app, all the content. They, people join our Facebook group where we're really engaged, and I engage with people all the time. So if people buy one product, they'll say, oh, Mealty is awesome, and I really love their product and everything that I get along with it. Let me buy another product and another product so that the, the whole idea – is to own people's sort of again entire kitchen, and then at the same time, because we've invested so much in the technology standpoint, we know that there's a lot of other revenue streams that we can tap into, like working with food delivery companies, uh, like partnering up with them, and also partnering up with different brands um, out there. That, you know, as we have a really big, as we grow our existing user base, we know that you know there's a lot of food brands out there that, as we you know, we can promote some other products, and therefore have some sort of a uh, really great partnership with, with those brands as well. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I, I like the simplicity of this. It's just like, literally we've got great products. We build great products. We add technology, we grow market share. We prove that what we want to, what we want to do is successful, that we're successful at delivering it. And then we do it again and again and again until we're bought and exactly. then we'll get your money back. Uh, very cool. Where do people go to invest? 
Yeah, so they would just go republic.co, not .com, republic.co slash Mealthy. If, even if you just go to the Republic homepage, you'll see Mealthy on there on the homepage. But republic.co slash Mealthy, that's where uh, they can invest. Very cool. And I will uh, make sure to add this to all of our Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter pages for Technoria. So you can just go to add Technorian. It will be the first thing at the top. So uh, I definitely appreciate you taking the time, uh, Bernardo, and best of luck to you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show, and uh, best of luck to you guys. Sounds good. Take care. All right, folks, we are going to take another commercial break. We will come back with our final Startup Showcase pitch and a uh, little news and notes and out the door. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. Round two, we've got Carrie Gallivan, the CEO of Chimani. I think I'm pronouncing that right. If not, uh, you will correct me. Carrie, are you there? Yes, I am, Scott. Great to be here. Thank you. Uh, of course. How did I, uh, how did I pronounce this? Is it Chimani? You pronounced it perfectly. Boom. There we go. Um, okay. So here's the deal. <laughs> uh, you also are raising through Republic. All of the people listening at this point, uh, it's been like two years. If you don't know to go to republic.co slash register to, to sign up, I don't know what to tell you. Um, we're going to post this after the show on Technorary, so you'll be able to find that as well. But uh, I'm going to give you one minute to give the pitch of exactly what the company is, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, you know how to make it work. Okay. Sounds great. Sweet. Fire away. All right, great. So, Scott, there's over 300 million people that go to national parks each year. And most people, when they arrive at the entrance gate, they depend on a brochure to basically navigate the experience because also they realize their telephone doesn't work because most parks have no cell phone connection. So that's where Chimani comes in. We develop travel guides for the national parks for both smartphones as well as for vehicle-based apps. Now, our guides are written by expert writers, travel writers, outdoor writers, and they tell you everything you need to know about your experience with the parks all the way down to the nearest restroom location. And best of all, they work completely offline and have a built-in GPS map embedded with it. Now, for $29 annual subscription, you unlock 64 of our detailed guides for the top parks, the offline map functionality, and you also get over $2,500 worth of discounts related to national park-related businesses. And it's all available at chimani.com. Perfect. Well said. Um, so I have to ask, what, what was the uh, the impetus for this? What, what got you sparked into this whole thing? Is I, I feel like something like this has to have a story. Yeah, it does. And I it's one of the few stories where the epiphany moment actually literally happened on top of a mountain. <laughs> so I was actually in Acadia National Park. We're based uh, just outside of Portland, Maine. So that's our home national park. And it was uh, 2009. And at that time, you know, you remember the iPhone was just coming about. So I was one of those early adopters. But I'm super passionate about the outdoors and the parks, and I saw that these two worlds were going to come together finally, and that millions of people were going to be showing up to the parks, and they were going to expect to use their phone, and it wasn't going to be available because still to this day, there is connectivity problems in most of the larger national parks. So we really wanted to address that problem. Um, I, I want to ask, like, for, for the people who... I guess who would you say is the target the target person? Is it someone who is a regular user, or I don't should say user, a regular visitor of parks, or is it a person who's kind of occasional? Do you know what I'm saying? Because like I feel like you could obviously anyone who's going to parks could use it. The question is like who are you? How do you? Who do you target and how? Yeah, so uh, so we're pretty unique uh, in the sense that over eighty percent of our users right now are actually fifty five or older. 
So clearly, when you look at the usage trends of the national parks, um, we're very much our audience is baby boomer audience. Uh, they have the time, and they also have the resources to be going to the parks. So when you go to a park, if you're within that demographic, you're going to a lot of parks. And so this is really something that it's a frequency, a high frequency. Um, that is sort of our ideal user. Uh, on the other hand, you know, we, we see a lot of folks that they're based in the Bay Area of San Francisco or they're in other urban environments and they decide to go to a park for a weekend. Um, it's still very much relevant. Um, but our sweet spot is really that traveling generation that is really going to multiple parks at once. Gotcha. Um, and if you could just walk us through briefly the sort of the revenue model here. Exactly. So it's a subscription-based model. And so you can download the app. It's completely free to use, and there's actually quite a lot of functionality and content just on the freemium side. Now, the intent for us is if you really are planning a trip to a national park as opposed to just curious about parks, that's when you actually subscribe. It's $29 a year, so it's an annual subscription. And that unlocks all of our guides. We don't do an a la carte system. It's just $29, and you get access to all 64 guides. The intent there is it's really designed for folks who are really physically going to be based in the parks because that's when you get all the functionality, the offline functionality. You get all of the information, everything, like I said, from where the restroom is to all the historical and cultural background information to anything you want to do. And then we also partner with a lot of businesses around the parks to offer discounts if you're one of those subscribers. So there's kind of a pre-baked, I don't want to say ad model, but like something of an ad model that's baked in there. Oh, yeah, well, you know, with, uh, advertising is a wrong way to, to, to describe that. It's more of like d- referral revenue driven because you're coming into the into the parks that you might not have come into or the areas of the parks. You can drive people into areas that that they might spend money that they, they maybe wouldn't have been to before. Is that what I'm, what I'm hearing? Yeah, well, the way that we look at it is we're trying to increase the value of that subscription as much as possible. So we have these relationships, a lot of these small businesses. So we broker, uh, on average, about a 10% discount, whatever service they offer. Um, so we don't actually receive any revenue from them. Our whole goal is to make this subscription as valuable as possible and make sure that we retain as many of those users going forward. Yep, makes sense. Very cool. Well, I appreciate you taking yeah. the time to... to uh to call in today. Um, where do people go to learn more about this? And then where do people go to invest and, and that sort of thing? Exactly. So they can go directly to our website, which is chimani.com, spelled C H I M A N I.com. And directly on the page, you can download the app. We're available on iOS as well as on Android. And then our car app, if you're a Subaru driver, will be coming out to all of the Subarus uh, at the end of the month uh, this year, this month. I love the partnership with, uh, with Subaru. It's like the most obvious ever, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. We're excited. It's going to be our first uh, vehicle based app, which will be right embedded right within the dashboard of all the Subarus. Very cool. I appreciate you taking the time to, to call in. My pleasure, Scott. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Of course. Okay, folks, you will be able to see this on, uh, I'm going to share it on Facebook and Twitter and all that jazz. Um, and I want to just give like commentary because I, I, I think it's interesting. Today is a good show for this. We've had on the first half of the show, like an, an eighth grader who's been working on a project with his dad who I've known for almost a decade now, which is hard to believe, uh, Adam, uh, on, a, on a piece of technology that is used... Very simply, we talk about tech, and and I think for all of you listening, you're probably like, man, it's just like a a lot. There's a lot of gadgets and and apps and things, and 
And in the end, with Adam and Prohabits and with this kid Aiden, I mean, it's just an email-based platform. You pretty much sign in and it emails you a couple things, and then there's a dashboard for you to, to know whether you're being successful or not. I, I think it's it's you look at the next one, and and we obviously have you know Mealthy, which is sort of connected to your dev- to your cooking devices, and then the last one here, uh, Chimani, which is I guess going to be in your Subaru. The question ultimately we're trying to solve or, or look for is like how do we build in these experiences into our life and which ones fit and which ones don't and what's too much tech and what's not and how much like how how can we just get back to living and i battle with this every day and not just because i spend all day on this you know in this job it's like sometimes you just want to know like what what is the least intrusive way to have a a, a better life and I don't know if I know the answer to this, but I, I think it's just interesting to see that like there's an eighth grader who's looking at technology and how it can change kids' lives and just using email. And at the same time, there's a guy who's got an app that ultimately is going to be in a Subaru, and it's 55 and 60-year-old sort of adventurer-type people who are trying to figure out more or less how to occupy their time and find their way around the world very similar to, to the kids. Uh, and in the middle, it's just someone who's trying to get some people to, to cook their food better. Uh, and in the end, I guess when you look at the from an investment standpoint, I mean, from a user standpoint, it's kind of obvious. Like some of this stuff is too much. Like if I'm a person who is, you know, big time into cooking, you know, maybe that's not my thing. I don't like shortcuts. If you're a person who doesn't know how to cook, you know, best of luck to you because um, you're like me. Uh, but from an investment standpoint, like I look at all three of these things and I just try to figure like which one is the most likely to be adopted. And which one has the most revenue potential? And it's interesting because you look at pro habits and it's like you could literally change the way people behave from the ground up. And so there, there's there's an infinite number of, of financial ramifications from that. As far as the car and as far as the cooking go, um, I, I have to look and, and kind of weigh which one I think I could go. I mean, I would invest in both of them. I guess if it were me because of my use case, I would probably most likely to invest in the, um, into the pot because I don't mean marijuana pot, but into the pot. Um, because that's something that like, if you look at their, their page on, uh, republic.co slash mealthy, they literally, you can get a, you can get a, not a free one, but you can buy, you can invest and actually get the pot, which is, which is what it's all about. <laughs> my producer said they're back laughing at me. Like, Ashley, why, why are you laughing at me? Because I said the pot. Yeah, we're just we're cracking up. We're just it's so funny. <laughs> I don't. I, we people, love it. People have been laughing at me for like well years, but they've been laughing at me for for weeks. I don't know why. I think I got something stuck in my face. No, that's where my money would go because I want to get the actual product, and I'm not much of an explorer. Um, but I totally get it. I I think it's it's an interesting. I guess one of the things that I'm getting out of this episode, I guess I'm trying to convey to you people in this episode, there are so many things that you can build a business around and all you have to do is, is put it together. And you've got an example of someone building something for people in their fifties and sixties, someone building something for lazy millennials and someone building something for, for tweens and like 10 year olds. Very cool stuff. We're going to take commercial, come back, cross talk with Dane. And that is going to be boom. That's a wrap for me and the technology show today. So I'm Scott Katoon. This is WGN radio AM 720.